Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right, good evening. Well, good morning, good afternoon. Good day. Good day. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. Wherever you may be in the world, welcome back to another podcast. Yes, Another podcast. Doug and Renee, Married Life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying something new. We going we going to jazz it up for the jazz second year. Jazz it up. Year. Oh, okay, for the second year. Yeah, yeah we coming up on year 2. Uh our 1 year anniversary yeah. of doing this podcast. Well, not quite yet, but in a month, April. Yeah. It's Can been, you believe it's I thought we, yeah, we need to check our dates. I thought it was in It was April 2020. April? Yes. April 2020? I thought it was March. We yes. cuz we did some test test runs. Before we did the well, we, actual podcast. Yeah, we, exactly. Yeah. But the release was April. Oh, y'all should have heard the first podcast we did. No, um, y'all shouldn't have. Conflict. Talk about conflict. <laughs> Remember, we told them in previous podcasts, we don't bring stuff up from the past. Oh, Not goodness. the bad stuff. No, I'm, I'm just saying to see how far the, the oh, Lord has brought us. Oh, okay. I mean, I, we haven't posted in... No, I'm, I don't think I'll ever post those or upload those podcasts. The original training podcast where we were um, trying to figure out what to do, how to do it, who was going to say what, and so on and so forth. So it was just, um, it was an interesting time to look back. Okay. Y'all okay. know I like to keep it real and I like to keep it For raw. For me, it's interesting to look back. It was conflict. <laughs> <laughs> It was interesting because we was doing the website. We were doing a whole bunch oh of stuff. Oh, my gosh. And I think we shared on a couple of podcasts about the... The, the what? The website and everything? The website and who was going to do what mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Interesting. Interesting is a good word. Yeah. But it was a bit conflicting. Yeah. It was, but yeah. it was a learning opportunity. And we got through it. Yes, and we're here today yeah. to talk about it, to God be the glory. Yeah, just like most of the things in our marriage, if not all of them. We got through it together. Together. And here we are. Team Dancer. Team Dancer. That's what I'm talking about. Doug and Renee. That's what I'm talking about. Married like. <laughs> <laughs> when you stay married to somebody long enough, you just, you know what they say, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. So we want to... Finish up if the Lord says the same, unless mm-hmm. we feel so inclined to roll into March, still talking about conflict. Uh, we want to finish or continue our continue. discussion yeah. <laughs> on conflict resolution, and we want to talk about the cures and talk about how important it is to have a healthy way of resolving conflict. Because how you resolve conflict is crucial to a healthy camaraderie in your relationship to have a healthy marriage. Because uh, conflict is inevitable. Yes, how you resolve is. the conflict, therein lies the problem. There we go. <laughs> and if you want to have a healthy marriage, learning to resolve conflict is very important. And you can buy it. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a book somewhere. Um, on resolving conflict, but that book may not necessarily apply to your spouse. 
And so um, you have to learn your spouse, you know, is it is he a morning person? She a morning person? You know, do you want to have conversations with them when they're not hungry or when they are hungry? Mm. And we got right, some stories we, about we that. Gotta, Sorry. Hey. I'm not cutting you off, dear. I'm just This ain't got nothing to do with you 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 felt some kind of way when I, I said hungry. Because you know when you're hungry When I'm hungry I had to learn. And when I'm sleepy. Yes. And for me, it's just when I'm sleepy yeah. or when I'm sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm hungry or when I'm sleepy, I'll, that's not the best time to have a conversation with me. Not that I can't function. I can, but I just need to be mindful that I'm hungry and or sleepy. And not just you. I have to be mindful of that. So I think it's important to observe your spouse and know when is a good time and when it's not a good time. Yeah. And we've been married for so long that now I look at you and say, babe, you need to get something to eat. You, you're hungry. I'm, I'm not even going to, oh, you know, like mess that. with you or bother you. It's like that. Uh, no, it's in a loving way. I uh, know that my baby needs to be fed. And nothing needs to be said until you are fed. <laughs> Anywho, we were talking, we are still talking about conflict. Yes, conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Healthy conflict, I love healthy you. resolution. I love you more. Cures. Cures. Okay. Yes. So last week, I mentioned several times, I feel like the Lord wanted me to mention the importance of watching your gates. And I talked about. The different gates, your ear gate, your eye gate, and your mouth gate. And in order to protect your your gates, you need to know what's influencing your gates. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Even what are you saying? Mm. Um, So your gates, I looked it up. And I did a little bit of research. Gates are the entryways or the exits of individuals. Other term, another term for a gate would include a port or a portal. So you think of your eye, the stuff that you see is not just just on the surface. It's a portal. It's a gateway into your heart, into your mind, into your soul. Uh, the word is derived from the Old Norse gat, meaning road or path, and originally referred to the gap in the wall or a fence. So it's an opening, if you will, again, a portal. Um, It's an opportunity for either for you to allow good to come in through your eyes and your ears and into your heart and soul, or bad, you choose. You have full control over your gates. You have full control over what you, what you uh, allow to stay there. Now, there are some things you may see in here that you have to dismiss, that you have no control over. But there are some things where if you continually listen to it or watch it or subject yourself to it, then you're setting yourself up. I want to give you a, a scripture. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason 
of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil? And that's in Hebrews 5 and 14. You have to be able to discern both good and evil. That's And if you are a child of God, if you have given your life over to the Lord, you have the beautiful Holy Spirit to give you a spirit of discernment to tell you, to convict you. You shouldn't be watching that. You shouldn't be listening to that. You shouldn't be going there. You shouldn't be hanging out with that person. And you need to have all your senses exercise your spiritual ears so that you will be aware of what your natural ears should not be subjected to as well as your eyes. So when you said, when you talked about gates, the first thing that came to my mind is um, a gate can either keep something in or allow someone access. It's either can you be used for entry or exit. Exactly. You know, and it's up to, it's not like it's necessarily a one-way street. I think most people can identify mm-hmm. with one-way streets, but it's like a two-way street. Like you have traffic coming from both directions and mm-hmm. um, the gate is, um, I don't want to say it's the blocker, but it's, um, you talked about a portal, but when you said gate, I, I thought of like the old um, movies where they have the castle and they like let down the gate. And, you know, I, that's what I thought of, of, you know, first thing I thought of. And then when you, when you went to Hebrews, um, when you talked about their senses being exercised, and again, because you deal with personal training, physical fitness, you know, exercise means you're going to have to put some discipline. You right. know what I mean? Right. You're you're basically in control. Yeah. If you're going to exercise something, that means you got to, you know, okay, these certain things I'm not going to watch, certain things I'm not going to hear, certain things I'm not going to say. And it takes self-control, it takes discipline. Because how can you be a disciple if you don't have discipline? Right. And when you were saying that and you were trying to come up with the type of gate, I was thinking about a gated community mm-hmm. where people come in, come in, they have access, and then people leave. So it's like you said, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. You have access to come in and you have access to come out. But usually in a gated community, you either have a security guard or a security code. Mm-hmm. So we have to secure our gates. And someone has to give you access. So since we're talking about uh, in the context of marriage and your eye gate, ear gates, you have to relinquish control you know, to your, your flesh to say, okay, I'm going to watch this, even though everything in you spirit-wise is saying don't watch this or mm-hmm. don't say this or don't listen to this. You know, your flesh is like, I'm going to do uh, And so you wind up doing it because right. you, you don't exercise. And, and the, you probably need to take, never mind. I was going to say, probably need to go on the fast. <laughs> and I'm saying <laughs> the Bible tells us that in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. Mm-hmm. So we should not be listening to our flesh we, and we can identify if, if it's our flesh or if it's the Holy Spirit. You have a relationship with God, then you should know when the Holy Spirit of God is telling you, you shouldn't watch that or you shouldn't see that. Or sometimes your spouse, God use your spouse mm-hmm. to say, should you be watching that? Should Ouch. you be listening to that? Uh-oh. 
um, kind of close to home. Is that healthy for you? Uh-oh. Uh So, and and you know what? Even though it may make you upset, again, we're still talking about conflict. Although it may make you upset, just listen to not what they're trying to say, but the reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Are they trying to help you or are they trying to hurt you? And, you know, I don't want to get too far off topic, but I recall a time when I would watch, um, I forgot what, one one of the TV shows, uh, one of those law shows. Um, law and Order? Uh, Special Victims Unit. Oh, as, yeah. Okay. And I would have nightmares at night. And I'm just, you know, I'm putting it being transparent because somebody might need to hear this. And Doug identified for me. He said, and I would watch it at night and then go to bed. This was years ago, though. I don't watch it anymore. And he said to me, he said, you know, you probably shouldn't watch that. And lo and behold, it was very helpful. And I don't know if I stopped watching it immediately. Knowing me, the flesh, I probably didn't. (laughs) I probably watched it a couple more times, didn't sleep well, had a bad dream, and then said, you know what? He's right. Uh, So your spouse is there to help you. Uh, to guard your gates, because sometimes the enemy, just like in the Garden of Eden, he misled mm-hmm. uh, and he, in a subtle way, Eve, and Adam did not stop her from eating of the forbidden fruit. And so, it's important to know that your spouse is there to help you. Y'all are each other's support system. And it's y'all against the enemy, not y'all against y'all mm-hmm. or each other against each other. And and just like you, um, I don't mind telling on myself, you came to me and you said um, in a very nice way, you wasn't being rude about it, uh, condescending, anything like that. Um, Life After Lockup, that's that's the TV show I mm-hmm. watch on Friday nights. Like, you don't need to watch that. I'm like... You know, the flesh in me is like, how are you going to tell me what to watch? <laughs> I'm 50-something years old. You're telling me what to watch. man. <laughs> <laughs> so I still, you know, wanted to watch it. And then, and that, that goes back to the podcast last week or week before. I was like, when I came to bed, I was mad at you because of what I was watching. And that, it was that show. <laughs> and you had told me not to watch it. And then ultimately, and I, did, I didn't tell you. Yeah, you didn't tell me. You okay. didn't tell me. You, you didn't tell me. You didn't say, you know, Doug, don't watch it. But you was like, you shouldn't watch that because it, it, it was in, there was no spiritual benefit to watching that show. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I'm, I am pleased to say last week I didn't watch it. I'm proud of you. Where's our That's studio I audience? Say. I was going to say last week I didn't watch it. <laughs> but those people yeah. probably need counseling and Anyway, so so moving right along. So let's talk about the gates. We're going to mm-hmm. run through these. First one is your eye gate, your eyes, what you see. We've been talking about that. And just keep in mind, Satan is out to destroy the mind. And he knows that the eye gate is an entry into your soul, into your very mind. I mean, can you imagine what you watch goes into your thoughts? It can mold and shape the person that you are. And so you have to protect what goes into your eyes. The eye gate also refers to as the window of the soul. And many have probably heard that before. Um, The windows of your soul can be protected. 
What you allow through your eye gates will seep into your mind and eventually into your heart. So again, we talked about the portal. The eyes goes into the, is a window into the soul, but that soul is also a portal into your heart. Those things get rooted and grounded. They are hard to get out. So again, we're still talking about conflict, but in this regard, we're saying to just watch what you expose yourself to because it can cause conflict. If you watch you watch on TV may mold and shape your ideology of what marriage is supposed to be. Or you see, you know, a 30-minute sitcom and everything is is fine and dandy at the end of that sitcom and you're expecting your spouse to be the same way as someone that you've seen on TV and that's not so. So you got to be careful of what you watch. And I'm that's just putting it mildly. There are so many things that could be included in that watching what be, being careful of what you're watching mm-hmm. in your eye gates. And so when you talked about your thoughts, the first thing I thought of, the first thing that came to me was, if you think about something long enough, you're going to wind up doing it or you're going to wind up saying it. And so you have to be careful coming back to what you were talking about, your eye gate, let what you are watching because it goes into your soul. And if you let it marinate in, on your soul, in your soul, you're going to probably wind up acting out on it. Yes. And these are all cures. We're still talking about cures. Yes. So, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. And you got to be careful because what you act out, you already did in your mind way before you acted it out. It's something you played in your mind. So you can stop it before you actually do it by watching your eye gate. Matthew six twenty two through 23 says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if then thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So just be careful of what you're feeding your soul, what's going in that eye, what you're watching on TV, what you're watching on the computer, what you're watching in general, what you're allowing to go into your eyes. And I don't know, I feel this in my spirit, gentlemen, even some people think it's okay. Oh, they see a pretty woman walk by. Yeah, you're still human. Just because you're married doesn't mean you don't see a pretty woman. But for your eyes to turn and watch her walk away and watch and watch and watch eye gates, that, that's a portal. The enemy sees you doing that. He's like, mm-hmm, that's the type he likes. Okay, so I'm going to keep sending that by. And before you know it, that gets rooted and grounded in your heart. And it turns into more than just looking with your eye. So you got to stay focused on what the Lord says. He gave you that wife. Look at her, focus on her, and be careful what you allow your eyes to glance at that turns into a stare, that turns into more than that. And you can always pray, and I'm just helping the gentleman out, the husbands out. You can pray and ask, Lord, Lord, give me eyes for my wife only, or give me eyes so look at my wife in that manner, to be lustful after my wife, my wife. Not mm-hmm. nobody else's wife. I want to look at her that way. And if you pray in, in your heart is sincere, I'm pretty sure the Lord will answer your prayers. 
Pretty Sounds sure. like you're speaking from experience because you be chasing me around this house. I sure do. <laughs> Drives me crazy. I sure do. Conflict. <laughs> sure do. Yes. Yeah, so, I ain't. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> another, no, that's, a, that's for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, so the next gate is your ear gate. Or are your ear gates, because you have two ears. Uh, well, you have two eyes, too. But um, your ear gates. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ, or hearing by the word of God, Romans 10 and 17. Be careful what you allow in your ears, what you listen to. I'll use myself as an example again. I work out at least five, six days a week. And I love listening to music when I work out. And there was a time that I would prefer to listen to R&B music or old hip-hop music when I worked out because it had a certain beat. And that's a subtle way for the enemy to use to say, oh, you know you can only work out if you listen to this type of music because it motivates you and... I found myself being really sad one day and I reached out to um, an elder and she was saying, well, what are you listening to? And at the time I was working in the gym and all they play was the hip hop music throughout the day. Then when I worked out, I had the hip hop music playing in my ear Mm -hmm. and it was too much. My ear gates were, were bombarded with ungodly music. And it seeped into me and it affected my mood. I heard this saying before, music soothes the savage beast. Yeah. Like music has a way of affecting someone's mood. It does. And, you know, you could listen to some real hardcore music and it'll make you angry. Sure will. Um, and you listen to love music. It might make you in the mood. Ooh, um, ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Another podcast there. Another podcast. <laughs> um, so you got to be careful. So when she brought that to my attention, the light bulb went off. I said, oh, you're right. And I started finding gospel music that was fast, that had a nice tempo, that was upbeat, but it was still feeding my spirit man. And I find that that works for me now. And do I still listen to secular music? From time to time I do, but I'm very um, what's cautious. The word? cautious and mindful mm-hmm. and particular about the songs that I allow myself to listen to because I'm protecting my ear gate. Uh, Another scripture is we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's in the English standard version. The King James version says, cast down every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into the obedience of Christ. So when those things go into your ears and those thoughts go into your head, because again, that what you listen to goes into your soul and then it seeps into your heart. When you know that you're listening to something that you shouldn't be listening to, even sometimes the thoughts in our head, we have to, if it's not of God, we have to dismiss those right away. Because if we allow them to fester and take root in our heart, 
then they mold and shape us into the person that we are. So again, watch your ear gates. I'm just going to use music as an example. Um, it, it could be watch, um, be careful of who you're listening to. Even, mm. even as far as your spiritual leaders, and I'm not saying anything about any pastor. I would never put my tongue on a pastor. But you have to be careful about who you listen to on TV, an evangelist or a pastor. And I'm, you know, treading very lightly there, but you have to be careful about what you take as sound doctrine. So just be careful what you put in your ears. So when you, again, I I guess this is our podcast to come clean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) clean So like you, when I started going to the gym, I would listen to, well, me, it was just specifically hip-hop, old-school hip-hop. Um, and then, ultimately, I had to get to the point where, like you, I listen to gospel music only when I'm at the gym. And because your ear gates affect your mouth gate. I mean, your ear gate affects your eye gate, which will ultimately affect your mouth gate. We didn't even get to that yet. Mm-hmm. So... um I know if you if you've been to any gym, if it's a co-ed gym, you you know how people dressed, and so I had to make sure what was going in my ears was feeding me spiritually more than what I would see in my eyes, and I had to look away, look to the left, look to the right, and now thank God there's TVs so I can watch TV while I'm at the gym, and so you just you just have to do what you need to do. And I still go back to Hebrews 5 and 14, mm-hmm. the B clause, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. You need to exercise your senses to discern both good and evil. Regularly. Yes, Daily. you have to. Anyway, I just felt that in my... In your shanana. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I felt it deep in me. Deep down in yeah. there. Yeah, we helping somebody. We helping. So, I believe it. Oh, you know what? If 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 we helping anybody right now, I know we helping us mm-hmm. because whether you guys believe it or not, know it or not, these podcasts have blessed us to grow. As we're helping you, we're helping ourselves. Or as we prepare to help you, we're helping ourselves because the word comes to the person first. God is convicting us of some things and we're growing. So we're, we're, we're in this together. We're in this together. We're praying and believing God that is blessing y'all as much as it's blessing us. Uh, so the mouth gate, a man is not defiled by what he, what enters in his mouth, but what comes out of it. Mm. That's in Matthew fifteen eleven. Mm. There are so many scriptures. I was looking up scriptures about the tongue and the mouth, and we could probably fill up the rest of this year in podcasts on bridling your tongue and what comes out of your mouth. And it's so important. So usually what comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. So again, another portal. So what you've been watching, whether it was when you were growing up, what you observed in your household or on TV or a movie or on the internet or whether it was the music that you listened to or the fussing and fighting you heard growing up or 
whatever it was, that goes into your heart. And then what stays in your heart long enough will come out of your mouth. And in Psalms 34 and 12 through 13, it says, whoever you love, excuse me, whoever you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. It is so important to, and you notice the scripture says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. You have to control it. You have to bridle it. You have to make sure, wait a minute, what is it I'm getting ready to say? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that. Because words, once they come out, once they're spoken, they're out there. Yes, Lord. So you got to be careful to not let them come out, or you need to monitor what you're saying and think about, hmm, should I say that? Is that a healthy thing to say? And then if it's something that's not good, if it's something evil, where did that come from? I got to get that out. You have to recognize that for yourself. The next scripture is Proverbs 10 and 11. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Your tongue, there's a scripture and I didn't pull it up that says death and life is in the power of the tongue. I believe that's in Proverbs. Um, People like to say life and death. I like to read the scripture the way it says it. It says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you can either speak death with your mouth or you can speak life with your mouth. You get to choose. So you got to be careful of the words that you speak. Again, we're still talking about conflict. If you can, if you can, if you can do these things, you're going to help your marriage tremendously. If you can learn to bridle the tongue and watch your gates, you can deal with conflict so much better. Um, The last scripture I want to give you, unless the Lord tells me differently, is in Proverbs 10 and 19. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongue. So I just got through saying, you learn how to hold your tongue. You have to learn how to watch what you're going to say and be careful what you say. So I was intentional about the eye gate, ear gate going first because those things will help what comes out of your mouth because what comes out of your mouth is what's in your heart. But if, if you're feeding your eye gate and your ear gate goodness, healthy, the word of God, uh, pleasurable, peaceful, godly things, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Anytime something comes out of your mouth that's not of God, There's something in there that you need to deal with. There's something in there that you need to get out. So again, we're still talking about cures. We want to help you to have a happy, thriving marriage and to have healthy conflict because Mm -hmm. conflict is inevitable. So when you were talking about your heart, um, what hit me was in Matthew 12 and 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So... You allow what you allow 
you know, ungodly things. You look at ungodly things, you hear ungodly things, and then you wonder why what's coming out of your mouth. You're like, where did that come from? It's in your heart. And it's just like, you know, my wife just said, we're, we're trying to help you with cures. We didn't, I think through all these podcasts, we didn't necessarily go through things you would argue over or have conflict about because there's so many variables, mm-hmm. you know. Do you put the ketchup in the refrigerator or you leave it out? <laughs> you got the toilet paper over or under. You squeeze the toothpaste from the middle or the <laughs> bottom. You know, there, there are things you could have conflict about, you know, in marriage. But we want to give you, you know, the, these are cures. The cure is be careful what you listen to, what you say, what what you watch. And, you know, and if for some reason you said, oh, when you talked about mouth gating, the words having power, I, I thought of the analogy of, and I'm not saying we've done this, writing a check that you don't have money for in the bank, mm. insufficient funds, and you wind up paying more in the end because you don't have enough money in the bank. You wrote a check and by the time they get through all the fees and, you know, everything that goes along, it's like you should not you should never have wrote the check to begin with, because now you may be paying double, you know, by the time it's all said and done. So be careful, please. Um be careful about what you hear, say, watch. And if for some reason you said something you should not have said, you know, I'm sorry. Just say I'm sorry. I am truly sorry. I I a sincere apology. And, you know, we talked about that last week. Thank you. Um, your spouse does something nice for you. Just a cure. These are cures for conflict. Thank mm-hmm. you. You know, you don't have to say it in a sarcastic way. Thank you. No, just thank you, honey. I appreciate you doing this for me. Thank you for making dinner. Thank you for cutting the grass. Thank you for taking out the trash. Thank you for painting the house. Whatever it may be. You know, don't don't just assume your spouse knows, you know, you're you saying thank you. Right. Actually, say thank you. Right. So, no, go ahead. Okay. So, when you were saying that, actually say thank you, I was thinking we're talking about cures, but that might be preventative medicine for conflict. What you mean? Just saying thank you. Oh, Have, has okay. it ever been a time where you didn't feel appreciated and that caused conflict because I didn't acknowledge the fact that you went out of your way to do something? Oh, okay. And so sometimes it can cause conflict by you just not saying, I appreciate you cooking dinner. I appreciate you cutting the grass. I appreciate you painting the house. I appreciate, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> sometimes that will actually minimize conflict in someone's house because I just feel in my spirit that somebody just wants to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Somebody just wants to be acknowledged for what they do. I, I will speak for me as a words affirmation person. I know that there was times when I cooked and this doesn't happen anymore. You go out of your way now to say, you know, thank you. I thought you was going to um, say you don't cook anymore. But probably because <laughs> no, that's, that's, say, you that's just, far you from cook, the yeah, truth. You cook tonight. Uh, but, you made me forget what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, that there was a time where I cooked and you might have said, do you have this? Do you have this? And I'm thinking, appreciate what I put on your plate. 
I wanted a thank you. And so I think that came with, you know, me sharing that with you. Mm -hmm. And now you're very mindful of, you know, saying, you know, thank you for cooking dinner. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that helps minimize conflict because the enemy would put that thought in somebody's head. She didn't even appreciate you doing X, Y, Z, or he didn't appreciate, and then it can cause conflict. So when you said that, I was just thinking that might be a way of minimizing even having to deal with conflict. And it's not so much that I was being confrontational, because I, I know, what you, know what you're talking about when you know you would cook, and I was like, Did, we got this, we got that. I know I'm a C now. I mean, when, as far as the disc, I'm just critical you know, mm-hmm. but I wasn't trying to be confrontational. I know that now, but I didn't know that then. And so um, understanding who you are and where you are and um, understanding your spouse, that goes a long, long way into curing conflict yes. in your in your marriage. I agree. So um, one of the things that we you know we last week we talked about cultivating the land <clears throat> excuse me and i and i remembered the house and i talked about the house that we had and trying to pull up the weed <laughs> and you know i was out there in the middle of the sun middle of the day in texas trying to pull up weeds and i don't know what i was doing i never had a house before up until we had never had a house before up until that point and i didn't know what i was doing and instead of me asking someone um, for guidance, I was just like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And I know our neighbors probably were looking at me like, what is this guy out here doing <laughs> in the middle of the day? In this Texas heat. <laughs> Trying to pull up weeds. <laughs> That's why they make lawnmowers and all this other stuff. But I'm trying to pull up weeds in the middle of the day and the ground is as dry as, I don't know, get whatever you want to call it the ground was dry it hadn't rained or anything like that i didn't put the sprinklers on or anything like that so ask for help if you're if you're in a rough patch in your marriage maybe there seems to be a season of conflict um that you and your spouse are going through Mm -hmm. and earlier today when we was watching church because we you know everybody i'm gonna say everybody we we watch church now. <clears throat> um, co-pastor was talking about how you can be in a, God can put you in a, a new place and that causes issues um, because you're in a new place and you're not used to it. And so I thought about that from a, a marriage perspective, how um, conflicting it could be as a husband if, I, if God puts me in a strange place and I'm dealing with something and I've never dealt with whatever this it this is before. So now as a husband, I'm dealing with something and I can get mad at God, but I see you. I see my wife. She's she's with me. She's here. So she may catch the brunt of it because I'm in a new place dealing with something and I haven't necessarily communicated that to my wife. So just be mindful every time, even though you're married. Um, nope doesn't matter how long you've been married, you and your wife are not going to go through everything together. There are some things that I'm going to go through individually and it's going to impact or affect Renee, Mm -hmm. but 
I still have to go through it individually. So I need to communicate those things to Renee and vice versa. And sometimes as a cure for conflict, you need to communicate with your spouse that, hey, I'm dealing with this. I've never had to deal with this before, and I don't know how to deal with it. And it's frustrating to me, and I'm dealing with this um, frustration internally, and I don't know what to do, how to do it. Because sometimes I can be mad at Renee, or I'll, I'll be mad at God and take it out on Renee, if that makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I just want to be, just want you all to be mindful of that. Um, and I think that's all I have. And I just want to chime in. Um, I could hear someone saying mad at God. Yes. People, oh, yes. people get mad at God. Mm-hmm. Um, and case in point, in our case, going through grief, that's one of the stages of grief, anger. And yes, we were angry at God. And so sometimes, you know, and God knows our heart. It's not that we've turned from him when we get angry. We just, you know, angry angry is a normal emotion. The Bible says, be ye angry, but sin not. So it's okay to be angry, um, long as you don't let your anger turn to sin. Um, I just want to add one thing before we conclude. I would like to pray. To help you all out. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, So I was looking up, I remember when we were teaching premarital class, there are different types of conflict styles, and I just wanted to give those to our listeners, Um, and I want you to identify yourself in one of these. One is accommodating or smoothing, letting the other person's wishes rule, smoothing over differences to maintain superficial harmony. Notice that word, superficial harmony. So accommodating or smoothing things over isn't necessarily a healthy way, but it might be your style. So you might want to identify, is that you, and then try to adjust accordingly. Another style is collaboration and problem solving. This is a healthy one. Seeking true satisfaction of everyone's concerns by working through differences, finding and solving problems so everyone gains as a result. So this is a style that is a healthy style. Mm -hmm. Another style, and I will be transparent, this is normally Renee's style, avoidance. Downplaying disagreement failing to participate in the situation and or staying neutral at all costs. I don't like conflict. So most of the times, if I feel conflicted, if you will, or if I feel um, offended, that's the word I'm looking for, sometimes I won't say anything. Uh, So I try to avoid it. Or if I know that I stepped on Doug's toes and maybe he wants to talk about it. In a lot of cases, I don't want to have that conversation because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like conflict. Um, but God is still working on me, y'all. But I just wanted to keep it real and keep it raw. Um, the next one is competition and authoritative command. <clears throat> Working against the wishes of the other party 
fighting to dominate, in win-lose competition, and or forcing things to a favorable conclusion through the exercise of authority. Not a healthy one. Mm -hmm. The next one, and the last one, there are five styles. Compromise. Working toward partial satisfaction of everyone's concerns. Seeking acceptable rather than optimal solutions so that no one totally wins and no one totally loses. Compromise is okay sometimes, but this style implies that you may have to revisit this particular conflict because no one won, no one lost, and it was just one of those things where, you know, you just wanted an acceptable solution at the moment, but it's not going to be a permanent solution. So I just want you, if you have to pause it, rewind it, and listen to those again, identify yourself in one of those, and work towards the collaboration and problem-solving style, because that is the ideal style so that everyone wins, everyone's happy, and it's one of those things where you grow and learn from it. So when you were talking about uh, conflicting styles, I came back to your scripture. You started off with Hebrews 5 and 14. That, that is an awesome scripture, um, especially for what we're, what we're talking about. Um, King James Version, be clause. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you have to participate in your cure of, of conflict. God's not going to come down from heaven and sit in your living room and say, Sally, Jim, all right, I'm going to talk to you. That's not going to happen. Sally, you're going to have to talk to Jim. Jim, you're going to have to talk to Sally. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, just be mindful of that. And I, I just feel like I feel led to pray um, for marriages, if you don't mind. No. Um, so, Absolutely. Okay. Dear Lord, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we thank you for this podcast and the opportunity to share you, what Lord. you've given us. We don't take it for granted and we don't take it lightly. We mm-hmm. pray for those married couples and even those singles who are thinking of getting married. Yes, we pray that you touch them right now. We bind touch. every spirit other than the Holy Spirit. We yes. bind confusion, strife, yes. bitterness, um, anything. We bind deception. We, we bind Jesus. a bad perception. Let them see themselves as you see them, Father yes, God, Lord. as your children. So we thank you that as we are talking about conflict and cures for conflict, that even though they may be having conflict in their house, we bind the spirit of divorce. We bind yes. the spirit of separation. In the name of we Jesus. bind the spirit of strife. We in bind it right now in the name of Jesus. We know your word says iron sharpeth iron. And so we pray right now that as the iron is sharpening the iron, that two are becoming one. Yes, and it, we know it's not always an easy process, but it is the process that, yes, you've, that you've ordained process. in marriage. Yes, so Lord. we thank you as these couples that are listening to us, to everyone who's listening to us as they are walking out the, merit, the, marriage, <laughs> the ministry of marriage, yes, that you watch Lord. over them, protect them, and we just pray a hedge of protection around their marriage. Yes, Father, let this be a, 
a blessed week for them. Yes, we bind the conflict. We bind strife. We bind arguments. Yes, we bind everything the enemy may throw at them right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, and we Lord. just give you all the praise, glory, Hallelujah. honor. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.